all right, so two things here. One, I think doing that Amityville Horror remake commentary yesterday definitely gassed me up to do this. I feel like that is like kind of solely responsible for what we got here or what we're about to have here, people. And two, I feel like this could this could arguably be one of the best horror genre pairings that we've seen in a long time. I'm talking like, you know, when magic, you know, magic happens when George Romero and Stephen King get together for Creepshow. Magic happened when Quentin Tarantino and, you know, Eli Roth got together to give us Hostel. They took me places I really was not prepared to go, but they gave us the movie nonetheless. It's kind of like when you get Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino to give us, you know, From Dust Till Dawn or, you know, the Grindhouse movies, Planet Terror and Death Proof. But I, you know, you look at Zack Snyder teaming up with James Gunn, you know, Zack Snyder behind the camera, James Gunn behind the pen and pad on that script. I feel like magical things happen man and it, it, it is very rare you know i'm i'm not gonna lie man i remember seeing the 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 commercials and the tv spots for this back in 2004 and i was i was nervous man i was excited because i'm a zombie fan nonetheless man like more more so than the slasher genre i feel like the the like the zombie subgenre is my favorite hands down night of living dead is my favorite film dawn of the dead is a very close second but i you know i was curious to see what they were going to do what they were going to include from the, you know, from the original movie and how they were going to stand on their own two feet as a remake. Obviously, nobody was really familiar with Zack Snyder as far as like mainstream movies go, because this was his directorial debut. I think he he cameos a commercial that he directed, but I think that was about it. You know, we didn't have the Snyder verse. We didn't have Watchmen. We didn't have Sucker Punch. I've actually never seen Sucker Punch, but I hear all bad things. Makes me want to watch it even more. But these two guys pairing up to remake, you know, one of the greatest zombie movies of all time and some people would argue that it is the greatest zombie movie of all time like even though night of living dead is my goat film i don't i won't argue anybody down if they think dawn of the dead is the greatest zombie movie of all time man because it's, it's just that damn good that extended director's cut with extra long hours features and minutes i wish that shit was longer that's how good the original is man 1978 i feel like there aren't a group of characters and i don't count the walking dead because it's not a movie but there aren't a group a collective group of characters in a zombie movie that I care about more than I care about those four characters in that original movie, man. It's such a, the movie's so good that, you know, if you took the zombies out of it, I would still watch those four people try to coexist amongst each other in the shopping mall because I think you would have, you would have not similar problems because you wouldn't have the zombie apocalypse, but you would still have these people, like I said, trying to coexist. There's going to be tension. There's going to be beefs. There's going to be arguments and so on and so forth, man. I think that movie is just a fucking masterpiece in every sense of the word and to try to recreate you know the the original dawn of the dead man you're already you are automatically in the crosshairs of the fans of the original the 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 zombie genre fans and just horror fans in general because it, you look at where the bar is set man what are you going to do new you know what are you going to recreate what are you going to again what are you going to do to to stand on your own two feet and i remember watching the trailers and the tv spots back in 2004 and I, w I was scared, but I was still curious because I'm like, yo, they got the audacity to remake Dawn of the Dead. I'm with it. Like, I want to see what they can do. Now, little story, man. I, you know, I won't take up too much time with this intro, but I actually went to the movies to see this. It was me, a couple of my homies. And this is hands down one of the best theater experiences I've had, man. Not only was it, you know, it, it's, it wasn't necessarily scary, but it's entertaining the shit man like there's a point in the movie where it just does not give you any breathing room until that entire sequence is over 
and it's it's a testament to the fact that Zack Snyder, you know, he he's got a specific style of filmmaking. He's got a specific pace he uses. It's a certain look he has to his films. And Zack Snyder is, you know, I love that he's no stranger to the horror genre at this point, man, because I feel like Army of the Dead can be connected into this universe. I'm just waiting for Zack Snyder to make World of the Dead or Planet of the Dead, whatever the fuck he said he was trying to make after Rebel Moon, because I need him to cap off his trilogy. I need Zack Snyder to make one more zombie movie because you've already got I I don't think I've got this Dawn of the Dead in my top 10 zombie movies of all time, but oddly enough, Army of the Dead is in there. I don't know. Maybe I'll feel differently if I do my ranking over and watch all those films or maybe watch some more zombie films. But nonetheless, people, um, Zack Snyder, Dawn of the Dead 2004, James Gunn on the script. Obviously, rest in peace. Shout out to the late, great George A. Romero. You got Sarah Polly in this movie, man. She's in one of my favorite movies of all time which is go I, I i say this often man if y'all have not seen go the 1999 movie do yourself a solid and please watch that movie ving rames who's no stranger to the horror genre uh he was mr people under the stairs it's fucked up he got killed you got makai pfeiffer another genre i mean some could consider him a vet he was in uh i don't really consider imposter to be a horror movie is more so sci-fi but he wasn't that, but more notably for me, he's in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. He's got the best death sequence in that movie. Jake Weber's in here who, I only remember Jake Weber from Into Deep, but Jake Weber in this movie, he, he's kind of like, I don't know, man, I'm not even trying to be smart. It's nothing against the actor. It's just his character throughout the majority of it for me. He's like the little engine that could. You know, he gives off a lot of um, uh, uh, David M. Gee vibes, the guy that played Steven in the original Dawn of the Dead, where it's just like, he almost is like this bumbling wannabe hero, and he does redeem himself in, a, in more than a few scenes. But overall, it's just like you keep looking at him and his actions in the movie. It's like, this boy ain't got it, man. You're going to fuck around and get us killed. Ty Burrell, Modern Family. Uh, his comedic timing in this shit is spot on, man. I like him a lot. Michael Kelly, uh, you know, Michael Kelly's got one of the best sequences in uh, Transformers, Rise of the Beast. That's all I'm going to say, man. That, that ending part it's neither here nor there funny enough man you know boy banks is in here and it's funny because boy banks would also go on to be a zombie in land of the dead and uh another funny thing about this cast in here kevin zagers and lindy booth are in this movie and they actually this is not the first horror movie they were in together i think a year prior they were in wrong turn and um they played a couple in there he gets his fucking ear cut off she gets strangled with the razor blade wire it's fucked up situation for them in any horror movie they're in man but you know shots out to those two now people this is on voodoo that is where we are at with it and this is um i honestly don't know i'll have to let you guys know uh as the commentary goes on because i don't think this is the director's cut but i know the certain moments where it is going to let us know that it's a different type than the theatrical version. But as far as I'm concerned, this is a theatrical version, just in case y'all are tuning in, man. And y'all know if y'all are tuning in, y'all are the true Tudor Reviews MVPs, people. So let's keep spooky season rocking with yet another remake. Hopefully you guys enjoy this one as well. Dawn of the Dead 2004. I will hit the play button in three, two, one. If I sound a little... uh you know, like rambly. I don't know if that's a word, people, but it's because I got this. I tried this new energy tea and it, it works pretty well. It doesn't give me the jitters or anything like that, but it's definitely been it's doing its job at keeping me productive today.
you know what i did not shout out uh i think her name's nicole poirier who's in this movie she's in this movie called decoys and it's like species if it was played up for laughs because all you know nicole poirier plays like one of like a bunch of aliens on campus they got to mate with these guys to keep their species alive or some shit and it is such a guilty pleasure of mine and this fucking doctor right here looks like balky from perfect strangers i'm not even kidding why did Dr. Cho order a head x-ray when the man was bitten on the hand? Uh, the patient was in a bar fight. He was communicative when he was admitted at 6 o'clock. at 6 o'clock a.m. This morning, that's when I started my shift. Where's the patient now? I'd like to see him. They moved him. I'm sure one of the night nurses can take me when you find him. Okay, can you give me a chance to finish my sentence? Damn. I'll do that. I love how they just... It's implied that this shit has already begun. You know, somebody got a bite on the hand. Edward Sullivan? Like, we get it popping almost immediately in this movie. That's another thing I think caught people off guard in the theater. We had him backwards. Solomon Edward, he's upstairs in ICU. From a bite? I don't know what from. She's like, yeah, he bit his entire hand off. Of course. Okay, I'm going to get out of here. Can you do me a favor? Can you page Dr. Dandor and let me know? Sure. Thanks. You uh, talk to Lewis about Sunday? I will. Night, Cora. Night. Black nurse was kind of cute, not going to lie. I don't know if it was the curly ponytail thing she had going on. I'm not gonna lie, these feet hanging out the back of the ambulance, everybody in the theater thought it was about to go down. I thought it, I thought. Let's go. And that radio was a pretty loud. Um, it's moments in here. You know, I talked about the jump scares in Amityville Horror Remake. I talked about that yesterday, about them being a little bit excessive and unnecessary. They. They do it sometimes here, but it's not as much. Like, there's a moment where Bing Rames cocks his shotgun back and everybody in the theater jumped. Because it was such a quick, you know, cut. And it was so loud, but I, like, you didn't really need that type of, you know, fucking noise pollution in the movie. Hey, that's amazing. Maybe tomorrow after work Wow, she can skate backwards. Who can't? I'm joking, people. Like, she's a kid. I'm, it took me a little while to learn how to skate backwards, but I used to... I'm, I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. Probably no secret, because I'm pretty sure I've shared this story 18 times. I I became a better skater, because I used to watch a lot of Mighty Ducks. All three of them. Like, that was my introduction into hockey and wanting to play it, starting to play it. But skating backwards ain't... It ain't for the week, man. It's pretty fucking fun, but if you skate backwards, you better know what you're doing. Because if you fall, it's it's all bad. I don't think I've ever fell at a skating rink. Maybe once? I don't know. I'm trading shifts with Cora, so if I take Sunday, I can have a three-day weekend at the end of the month. This actor playing... This actor playing her husband. Oh gosh, want me to know about I I yeah. feel like I want to figure it out without looking on uh, Google or anything. I really feel like he was in Saw Four. He's the guy that that's got his mouth sewn shut in that opening trap. He looks just like him. Let me see if this is the dude because I I, I can't. His face looks very familiar. That right there, that commercial, Zack Snyder directed that commercial. I only know because I remember listening to uh, when I bought this DVD. Y'all know I get my bang for my buck 
anytime I shop around. So I, I definitely listened to that commentary the second watch for this. Now this opening, um, let's let's keep it a beam, man. You know, Resident Evil Retribution ripped this off, blatantly ripped this shit off. That dude's name is Louis Ferreria. Ferreira? <laughs> yep, that was him. Saw for. I knew he looked familiar. He was also in Hello, Mary Lou Prom Night Two. I don't. I don't think I have any desire to watch any of the Prom Night sequels. The remake was was hard enough to get through. The original's fine, but the I heard the the next two don't even have anything to do with the the first one. Only thing in common is the high school. Ay 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 ay. Oof. He's looking like what the fuck? Oh my goodness. Look at her eyes, man. Now when when she jumped up like that, I said, okay. And her yo, her panic is so realistic. She's like, yo, 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 yo. Trying not, I'm trying to make sure you don't bleed to death. But he's freaking out because he's like, yo, like, I'm leaking all over the fucking place. Oh, God, that's, uh. uh that, oh, that when the blood shoots out, why would he take the shit off his neck? He just gave up at some point. This is one of the best openings in uh, horror movie history, too. Hands down. Mm, 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 mm. Damn. You know what? I've always appreciated that Zack Snyder, I don't know if it was his idea, James Gunn's idea in the script, the, you know, the, the, special effects guy all the zombies eyes when when they change their eyes go and i think at this point in the in the zombie genre i had not seen that done since um the night of living dead remake that's one thing tom savini put an emphasis who pops up in this movie at some point too that was a great cameo but tom savini made it his business to make sure the zombies had dead eyes in that remake each and every single one of them when you when you turn when you die those eyes are no longer there and that's realistic because that's what happens when people die in real life but it makes it makes the zombies it makes the zombies more of a threat for me her stunt double is earning that check man Such a beautiful neighborhood in fucking shambles. Get back, Anna. Get back. Jesus, just tell me what's going on. I told you to get back. Uh... Woo! <laughs> Yo, I love that shit, man, because I don't know how they filmed that shot, but it looks so real. 
Like, even in Final Destination, when Terry gets hit by that bus, if you slow motion it and pause it at the right frame, you can see when they switch from the real person to the dummy. But that shot right there where he gets hit by the ambulance, you don't see it. I, I think we've really lost that actor in that shot. I think they just kept it in the movie. Zack Snyder was like, well, it's probably for the greater good. And the way he was keep, how he was keeping up with her car like that, it lets you know right away how fast these zombies are. These zombies are a lot faster than the trioxin zombies. I don't think they are. I don't know. It's debatable. What do you? What zombies do y'all think are faster? Um, obviously, World War Z is out the question because them niggas run. You know, they give Usain Bolt a run for his fucking money and then some. But do y'all think the 28 days later, I don't know if they're considered zombies though, but do they run faster than these zombies in Dawn of the Dead? Send it in, let me know, people. This is a great shot. This overhead shot of just destruction, like, and I love how it syncs up where this car, this van crashes into the car, blows right through the gas tank. It's just, it's fucking mayhem the zombie apocalypse has officially started people like i said this is one of i literally was talking to my sister this morning and she 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 brought up ghost ship and we both agreed that ghost ship is one of the greatest intros in horror movie history one of the greatest openings this is another one though piece of shit man her crashing into that tree like that it always makes me my fan theory is that this is in the same universe as night living dead because it reminded me of when barbara you know when she the, the car slides backwards and her car crashes into the tree in the remake of night living dead they're little they're little small nods here and there but that dude was a piece of shit. It's like he he automatically tried to steal her car. He didn't, you know, he didn't even try to, yo, can I get a ride? Can we carpool? You know, I want to pick up my nephew in the next town over type of thing. They could have been a team. Are these people alive or dead? We don't know. I feel like this is it's, it's realistic. You know, because if you if you go watch TV and like if the zombie apocalypse really happened. These are the type of answers you're going to get from these motherfuckers. Then somebody's going to ask the question like, uh, is this zombie apocalypse, is the zombie virus caused by the COVID vaccine you guys had no clue about? We don't know. It's a joke, people. It's a fucking joke. I know people take COVID seriously. It's not that I'm ignorant to it. I just, I explained it when uh, the pandemic first kind of was about to jump off type of thing. I did a whole episode talking about contagion, return of the living dead, 12 monkeys. You know, they, they've been hinting at this shit. This was an interesting song choice for this opening sequence. I'm not mad at it. It just it, it it threw me for a loop. I don't know if it was to to make the movie dark or if it was to let us know that 
we were going to have a good time. Right outside the White House with it. He was scared shitless, and, and as one should be, because they, the motherfucker stormed the Capitol. He said, "God, they're here!" It's like, like he he did not. That's the line he did not want to say all day long. What a waste of a car. She could have gotten, she could have gotten somewhere. Now, one thing I didn't mention in the opening, uh, you know, in the in the intro, I, the gripes I have with this movie, I feel like I want to save for the end. Say something. So I don't end up repeating myself too much, but I, there are, this is not a perfect remake. As much as I love it, this has problems that I, I can't seem to shake every time I watch it. But in a certain way, I feel like my complaints fuel... Uh, the compliments if that makes any sense people uh, this shot right here was not in the theatrical version I'm sure we are in the director's cut of this movie so in case y'all are tuning in um, you know like syncing up some of y'all actually do that shit I appreciate y'all but this is the director's cut because just by that one shot alone I'm like yep this is this is extended cut Ving Rhames by the way ladies and gentlemen Trigger happy, huh? Come on, he's a cop. Makai Fiver, if there's one thing he gonna do good in a movie is look very frustrated. Like he did not want to put that gun down, but Ving Rames is looking like, look, you see this crouch position? The shrapnel will get you. Um, love it or hate it, they didn't waste any time introducing the other characters in this movie too. But I, I'll just go ahead and say it, um, and just I'll just probably repeat it when I talk about, you know, my rating for the movie and the, the likes and dislikes. This movie, like this, would have been cool for me. The the original had four. It's cool to take some liberties. Um, I think we got one, two, three, four, five here. But this movie has too many fucking characters, too many central characters. When that truck shows up, that BP truck that Jane Eastwood is driving, there are too many fucking characters in this movie. As much as I enjoy these characters, um, it's too many of them. And I feel like because it's so many, they don't get a chance to develop every single one of them you don't spend a lot of time with some of them some of them are only in scenes some of them only have certain dialogue here and there so it doesn't give a good balance like we got in that original movie with just four central characters now i don't jesus he is booking it i don't know if he was really an amputee or if that was a effect 
He was hauling ass. Now, first of all, the di- the disrespect. Y'all let a zombie use his his stump to hold that door open. Y'all, just, I mean, they get better as they go along. And you see, you know, to the trained eye, the trained zombie movie buff, we're like, why is he not shooting him in the head? This is still new. Like, I love zombie movies where they don't know what zombies are. They're still trying to figure it out. So you don't know, shoot him in the head or burn him, whatever the case may be. Also, I was very shocked that, and it's not like we haven't seen it in movies before, but I was very shocked that they put a pregnant woman in the zombie apocalypse. Now, it was a callback to um, the original Dawn of the Dead because Galen Ross's character was pregnant. You find out she's pregnant later later on in the movie, and she starts to show her stomach gets bigger and all of that shit. She, she escaped, right? The shit they do with this pregnant woman in the movie, it, it was like, it was such a... It was such risky business, man. I'm surprised Zack Snyder got away with that shit. But I, f- I feel like we've seen worse, man. Speaking of zombie movies that do fucked up shit with pregnant women and newborn babies, uh, shit, or babies that ain't even born yet, check out this movie, man. I think I mentioned this yesterday, or the one of the last commentaries, Automaton Transfusion, man. Steven C. Miller directed it, and... Um, they they did something with a pregnant woman and a zombie that i like it it's it's a hard moment to take in i think if they wanted a theatrical release for that movie that part surely would have been cut out i'm almost sure they would have had to save that shit for the unrated extreme director's cut or something my dog agrees I don't know who the fuck put him outside, but I feel like I'm about to just run and let him in because I don't feel like hearing him throughout the course of this commentary. He just, you know, my dog, the thing about my dog, y'all, he he makes a big fuss about going outside. He just barks at squirrels. That's it. that moment that it was no reason for in the theater for that shotgun cocking to be that loud that scared the shit out of everybody including me and the motherfuckers that i, that I came to the movies with you leave your pregnant wife makai makai pfeiffer man i i really like this guy as an actor man he's one of my favorite actors but he makes some very questionable decisions in this movie man and it, and it really pissed me off but i at the end of the day i was cool because ving rames was the more level-headed black guy like you got two black guys in one horror movie you knew they both wasn't fucking making it out alive but makai pfeiffer man i i just i thought I thought his character was going to be a hell of a lot smarter than he actually was in this shit. Jake Weber here. This is what I'm talking about, people. The little engine that could, man. He's given off. I feel like this is a callback to when Flyboy, uh, uh, David Emge's character in the original, 
was in that uh oh god what was it like the control room or something like that and he's looking in the book and then that zombie attacks him yeah i think it was the control room because they had the there were the controls to the fountains the 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 elevator music all types of shit but jake weber it gets into those types of situations man where he's this bumbling guy trying to trying to figure out his badassness speaking of badassness y'all hear that engine out there that guy's compensating for sure fuck look at that oh god like a werewolf got a hold of him his oh god hey matt reeves you want to bring two-face back in batman have him look like that straight up bloodied don't even have it don't have his whole side cauterized and all that other nothing just have it nasty bloody cheekbone hanging out tendons i say that because they are there are rumors that matt reeves is thinking about bringing uh harvey dent into the next batman movie and I'm, I'm like like please why we've been there already i'm tired of fucking seeing that character man tommy lee jones was a was two-faced we thought it was amazing when we were kids then we got older and realized we were stupid back then and aaron eckhart i don't necessarily care for him as an actor but he was a good two-faced he was a solid I'll, i could take him seriously two-faced we don't need to see it again I'm tired of it just give us Clayface like you said you would. Body horror Batman shit. That's what I that's what I need. And the fact that this motherfucker put down the you know, he picked up a cricket bat and put the crowbar down. Ooh, that dude that dude he the zombie was eating was still alive. Just rabid. Hey. <laughs> Both Ving Rames and Jake Weber getting their asses kicked right now. Oh, that oh that's such a great effect right there. And I feel like that's a callback to when him impaling the zombie like that. I feel like that's a callback to when the zombie got the screwdriver through the ear. Sarah Polly just just learned how to shoot that shotgun and she's a crack shot. Now she's a listen. She's a badass, man. Any anything I really say about Sarah Polly uh, in this movie is is in a joking manner, but she's a badass. She's an underrated badass in um in in the zombie genre, and I love that she's a nurse too. So Ving Rhames arm right now, she's like, yeah, I need to stitch you up. Can I see that arm? I need to I'd have been in that elevator passed the fuck out if I cut my arm like that. Oh, God. Look, we just need a place. Maybe you didn't hear me. That actor that plays Bart, I, oh, I, I hate his fucking face, yo. It's tough shit, because this is our place and we can't stay here. Yeah. And you already trashed Metropolis. Look, dumbass. My wife is pregnant. We can't run anymore. 
Those things are down there. These are all your problems, not mine. If I put my foot up your ass, would that be your problem? Hey asshole! I'm the one you guys. Yo, man, I, I'm, I, you know, and you feel bad for Kevin Zager's character because he doesn't want to be an asshole. But Bart and CJ take the guns away from them, straight bitch. I'm telling y'all, man, I, I hated their. CJ redeems himself. CJ makes sacrifice play at some point for sure, man, and I love his character. He's on my list of like. The best asshole characters you 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 end up loving, like he's on that list. Stifler's on that list. Quentin from the Best Man's on that list. Like these characters are assholes, but they they always do something that wins you over. But CJ, man, I he 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 had to win he had to win everybody over for us to really give a fuck whether he survived or not. Cause Bart here, just look at him. But that's the thing, man. In the zombie apocalypse, that's why I said, listen, I, you know, me and my girl make jokes all the time about how we going to handle the, the zombie apocalypse. But I told her, I said, I feel like I'm not saying that an equal amount of motherfuckers would get murked, but humans are going to have to get murked, too, because you're going to run into these types of saviors and the whispers and terminus motherfuckers like from The Walking Dead, where they just think that they're in charge. Is that a, New World Order type of shit. Nah, man. Y'all gonna get murked right along with these corpses. Why don't you tell us what spot here? You're like a stick of piss. Alright. Turn the corner that way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where do you think you're going? She's not going anywhere alone. She's not going anywhere. This is a fucking nursery school. Terry, go with him. Terry, go with him. Terry is 100 pounds soaking wet. He'll, he'll handle business, right? They could have knocked Terry's ass out and got his gun. Tom Savini, people. I love that the movie introduced that, too. I don't know if any movies had done that before, but the, t the Twitchers is a thing here. fucking doctor? No, fucking nurse. I know some of these people that were putting down first aid kits in the security office. It's gotta be done. It's huh? gotta be done. What I tell you, boy. <clears throat> America always sorts this shit out. Tuh. Now he knew, he knew good and goddamn well, man. Could have bitten it off. Like, well, I, you know what? They didn't know. Because, like I said, zombie movies didn't exist. They didn't know what zombies were. They did not know that if you get a even a scratch as opposed to a bite, you're going to turn. But when he knew, he's... Oh, man, when he knew. He, st he still does dumb shit. Yes, uh, I believe you're referring to a report that came in... Scott Reiniger, people. Played Roger in the original. I love... Now, if only they had gotten Galen Ross to get a cameo in this movie because you get Scott Reiniger... You get um, Ken Foray, you get Tom Savini, you don't get David Emge, unfortunately. He did not do a cameo in this movie. Galen Ross does make an appearance, but just her name. Like, they named one of the stores, I think it's a shoe store, after her, which was a really classy nod on Zack Snyder's part. 
or uh, I don't know James Gunn put that in the script but I love little little Easter eggs like that they let her know like you know even though it's just your name you are you're one of the reasons why we're able to do this And to get Ken Foray in a cameo as the preacher, first of all, the preacher sequence in the original Dawn of Dead is is one of the best sequences in the movie and doesn't even feature a zombie at all. Yeah, you drink a nice dog, I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but <laughs> he just shut his hopes and dreams down, man. But what I was about to say real quick was Ken Foray could have easily said no. You know, they get these these celeb or not you know, they get these uh OG actors from their originals to try to cameo in the remakes. They don't always do it. <clears throat> but I feel like it was all in good tradition because uh I think Russell Striner, who plays uh Johnny in the original Night Living Dead, I think he did a cameo in um Oh my god, in, in the night in the Night Living Dead remake. CJ is it? She want to be his I'm fucking friend now? I hated that line. CJ is it? Let me get on your good side so you don't beat my ass. I'd be like, fuck you, CJ. I put that gun on the table and let's 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 t- let's take a one right now. That's why he kept CJ fucking with Ving Rhames because he knew he couldn't beat him. Carrie. Take a look at Ben Cozine. Ben Cozine's high on that shit right now. Look, he's a twitcher. TV says you gotta shoot him in the head. TV said a lot of things. Fuck the fucker. I told him not to go downstairs. Yo, the headshots in this movie are no joke. Let's go. Let's get to work. All right. Uh, what's the name? Terry. Okay. Yeah. You, you ain't had. You, you already shot him once. All right. You're just wasting ammo at this point. This was a nice nod to the original, where they're on the roof looking uh, at the zombies. Almost the same dialogue. Maybe they're coming for us. I think that was in the trailer too. They were like, "Why are they coming here?" Maybe they're coming for us. Then we got another fucking character, Andy, the gun shop owner. I, I like Andy's character a lot, but. Okay. What's he pointing at? Helicopter. Hey, it's 
how they thought. Can you imagine what the pilot and the people inside were saying? It's like, should we pick them up? It's like, nah, they got blood on them. Can't trust it. <laughs> but God, Pfeiffer's so optimistic. He's like, they're coming back, baby. I mean, uh, you know, don't, just don't worry, all right? This little zoom out shot, this is great. And the zombies just, 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 you know, hoarding up at the end, or at in the front is what I meant to say. I don't want anybody sneaking around and stealing shit. Yeah, right, motherfucker. Monday? Treating them like children. You're not. You're not locking me in there. Fuck that. I'm sorry. Sweet dreams. Hell with that bullshit. Those assholes can't get us killed. You think? We have to do something. I'm not doing anything to create problems for Luda and me. The helicopter's coming back, so I hope so. And what's that supposed to mean? Means it might come and it might not. We don't know. What do you mean it not come back? You said it was coming back. We have to get to hospital. Oh, Bright, stop overreacting, honey. Okay, this guy, he, he doesn't know shit. All right, it's coming back. Hey, my man, you know. <laughs> Look how fucking irritated he is. Something. Who the fuck are you that we should listen, huh? Were you like in a special ops? You in the Marines? What the fuck do you do? <laughs> Do, do, do. I sell televisions at Best Buy. Oh, that's helpful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, Officer. How you like following a guy that sells TVs? About as much as I like following a guy who steals them. Damn. But <laughs> God, if I ever looked at him like, all right, nigga, you ain't have to say that. They seem to need to feed on warm flesh. Mm. Is there a nice way of putting that? They don't seem to have much of any reasoning power. You gotta love that while they're talking about fucking the undead coming back to life as cannibals. They still manage to let you know what the weather is going to be for the rest of the week. As if it fucking matters. Switching over to the emergency broadcasting system. You guys know that. That Dairy Queen. I don't know when we'll be back on the fat one. Yeah. She was coming over tonight. I would tap that shit for sure. Or, dude, everybody's dead, okay? Your mom's dead. Brother's dead. That fat chick at Dairy Queen. Dead. Yeah. That sucks too. It's a harsh reality though. Hell is over. Oh. Ken Foray, people. Satan coming in swinging. Sending his dead to us. Why? Because you have sex out of wedlock. I, I mean, shit happens, man. You kill unborn children. I mean, that's a little harsh. You have men on man relations. I don't Same judge anyone's life. Marriage. How do you think your God will judge you? He's a very judgmental priest. Well, friends. 
Are those fucking encyclopedias in back of him? How many of y'all, either y'all parents or y'all grandparents, had this set of encyclopedias? Britannica type of shit. I think I had two sets. I had like this, I remember they were tan. Then I had the updated uh, set that was, well, my grandparents had the updated set that was black with like red stripes on it. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, man, I was a bookworm for sure, whether it was encyclopedia or what. Another thing with this movie, uh, I, I don't remember all of the additional director's cut scenes, even though that is definitely what we're doing. I think it's the unrated director's cut. But something about this remake, we don't... It's, it's way more frantic. You got zombies that run, so the sequences are way more frantic. The escape plans, or lack thereof, are way more frantic. So you don't get to... Again, with these characters, you don't really get a, a chance to really spend time with them and feel them out. To the point where you want all of them to survive. Now, again, it was only four in the original, but I genuinely wanted all of them to survive. Even if I didn't like David Emke's character, because that was Galen Ross's boyfriend, I wanted him to make it. And especially when she found out she was pregnant, it's like, okay, they, they got to be a family unit. They got to survive, right? It's fucking wrong because they killed. I'm telling you, man, Flyboy's death in the original is one of the saddest fucking deaths in zombie movie history. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. What's the news? You know what's crazy? I'll say this, people. I will not be doing Day of the Dead, at least not for spooky season. That would have to be an intox commentary. Um, I'm going to do the original Day of the Dead in November because we're doing all Thanksgiving themes and themes where motherfuckers got to eat. So that includes zombies. So I got the original Day of the Dead for y'all uh, for the November-themed commentary. But that remake with Nick Cannon and Mina Suvari, I, I'm going to need some, some beer, some strong alcohol for that shit. Because they were rolling with the George A. Romero remakes, man. Night of the Living Dead remake was great. Dawn of the Dead remake was great. Then Day of the Dead. And Steve fucking Miner did that. Friday the 13th Part 2. Friday the 13th Part 3. H2O, even though I got gripes with H2O, lots of them. Uh, Lake Placid, like, come on, man, and you you gave us that? It's hard to believe he even made that fucking movie. So what you think? Hmm? What is this? Is this the end of times? Because if it is, I'm telling you, I'm fucked. I'm serious, I've done some bad things in my life, man. Oh, I get it. You saw hell yesterday, now you're scared of going to hell for all the bad things you've done. I tell you what, go in the stall, say five Hail Marys, wipe your ass, and you and God can call it even. She. Only Ving Rhames could deliver that line as strong as he did. You think I feel like I deserve to be here? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't. And I'm cool with that. But you see, that's not it. I feel like I'm here for another reason. I feel like I'm here to bring that baby on this earth and give it everything that I never had. I'm, I'm, I understand, but in a zombie apocalypse, you gotta you gotta set your aspirations a little differently, man. And I, you know, I can appreciate that scene because 
I automatically thought the two black guys, you know, they're going to they're going to bond in this moment. You know, we're the two minorities here. The brothers got to stick together type of thing. But it doesn't go as smoothly as you would think it as you think it would. Zombies are hauling ass after that truck, man. And now we got 17 more characters coming. Yay. How did you get out? I understand CJ uh, in this situation. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to do anything about that truck. There's people in there. Yeah? And how do you know they're not all fucked up like everybody else out there? Well, for one thing, they're driving a truck. Oh, and shooting guns. We start letting people in here. He's like, yo, stop kissing ass, man. Enough. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not killing anybody. You know what? Trust issues galore. Shut <laughs> your bitch ass. Thank you. Michael made himself useful in that moment. Socked the shit out of Bart. He's like, yeah, because I'm about tired of you, Captain America. But I like the director's cut because it, it does add more context into, uh, like, I didn't understand that. Him saying, I hope you got a good plan because it seemed like they had been back and forth and it turns out they kind of were. But they have this, uh, you know, unlikely duo moment they about to have right now. The BP trucks, by the way, were definitely a nice uh, nod to the original trucks in the movie. Oh, I love, I love it. It's squashing them like bugs on that truck. That was actually a reverse shot. Oh, that truck running them all over like that. Zack Snyder, he does some clever shit, man, with his camera work here. And there's a lot of, like, digital CG moments in here that I didn't know until I watched, like, the behind-the-scenes shit. I'm gonna open the door. No. One. Two. Don't do it, man. Fucking goofball. Oh, thanks for telling us now. Six more people inside the truck. I'd have yelled right up to her like, we've got too many people in the movie already. I don't know, man. Maybe they figured as opposed to four, it, you know, this amount of survivors gives you more people to root for, gives you more people to get killed off by the zombies or otherwise. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's very crowded in there. Right, Kim Poirier, though, ladies and gentlemen. She's great. 
They didn't give her enough to do in this movie, unfortunately. Can you help? What's your name? Glenn. Yeah, sure. Just give me a second to collect myself, okay? Like, this character, Glenn, right there, that said, give like, he's he's nobody in this movie. Boyd Holbrook, he does get, a Tucker is his name, he does get shit to do, he gets some decent lines, but this guy, you know, Glenn, he, he, there's no line or moment that he has, maybe until the escape plan, that's memorable. Well, I get this call on the CB from that guy Glenn saying all these folks are in the chapel. Oh, Glenn was useful after all. He's a priest? No, he plays the organ. I was in the neighborhood, so I picked him up. Well done. Thanks. Hey, I, I'm sorry. Excuse me. When, when you two fellas are done blowing each other, <laughs> maybe Davy Crockett can tell us the deal here. <laughs> they look well, like I've never heard that joke. Excuse me. Uh, that coffee spot, by the way, Hollow Grounds, they had to come up with their own coffee shop because apparently Zack Snyder and company asked Starbucks if they could use their name, logo, and Starbucks told them, hell no, you're not putting our shit in no zombie movie, and they came up with Hollow Grounds. Dead-ish. Dead-ish. Is that a TV show? Is that a movie name? They should make one. sense that they all sort of... Uh, fell down and then look for himself. Not gonna make it. Got up and I'll get as far as I can. Right now, it's about one foot out there. Started eating each other. I'll take my chances. Don't be an idiot. Please, there's people here right now could use your help. Fuck you. Nice to see that you've all bonded through this disaster. <laughs> the realest and blackest shit ever said in the zombie movie. And the continuity error right there with his water bottle. Like, how's his water bottle filled all the way back up after he took a sip? Um, continuity, schmontinuity. Whatever. Andy is persistent, man. I wonder how long he's been holding that sign up like that. Gotta love Andy. Still got a sense of humor in the apocalypse, and Kenneth appreciates it too. That's why he just chuckled a little bit. I, I you know what? I fucking forgot Matt Frewer was even in this movie. I know they show. I think they show him pop up at some point when they let everybody out the truck. But Matt Frewer, another wasted fuck. A, 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 I'm not gonna say unnecessary because he gets a really sad moment. That's good, right? Um. But they don't do anything with him. By the time he gets there, he's already bitten. He's got a daughter. He gets sick, he dies. And Matt Frewer's fucking great, man. He's a great underrated actor. You know, he's another Zack Snyder familiar. He was in Watchmen. I can't remember his character's name, but he's got pointy-ass ears in that movie. 
He's a he's the dad and uh he's the Thompson dad and Honey I Shrunk the Kids. He's in the the better segment of the two segments in Quicksilver Highway. I'm just gonna clean it up. You okay? Boy Banks. Uh, he also was in Black Sheep. He's that little sleazy guy. My best friends call me Cash. Anna. Boyd Holbrook's a decent character actor. Lindy Booth, too. She's in one of my favorite movies, Cry Wolf. I love that fucking movie. I think that's Jeff Wadlow's best movie. Why? You, they checked her, you know, pulse, heartbeat. She did for real. I think that's actually a guy playing that woman. Anyone know her name? Died without a name? So y'all was just picking motherfuckers up. Got Didn't know who they was, no name, and, and you know, they was already sick. Like, come on now. Ugh, there's that eye. I'd have been like, what? She's just awake. Oh, dear. Goes to show people, even the big zombies is hauling ass up in here. I think that was a callback, man. Speaking of big zombies, I don't know if it's another fan theory of mine. I think that was a callback to the to Night Living Dead remake. Um, because there's a big zombie Barbara kills with a fire poker. The Uncle Reed zombie. I don't know if I'm alone here thinking that that was a nod, but... How do you know? I watched it happen. I felt her pulse. She was gone. Then... Yesterday I saw the same thing happen to somebody else. Who? Who's somebody else? I think that's why. Because when you and Michael start flirting, you you act like there was nobody else. We ain't even gonna talk about All that. Right. We'll talk about that when it comes up, people. So who else in the group is betting? Uh, Frank, for sure. How about the one with the foot? Tucker. <laughs> I'd like to think he's got two of them. So it's Frank. Tall guy, right? Right. So we have to quarantine him right away. Where exactly do we do that? I don't know. There must be some place to keep him in here. I don't know. It's too dangerous to keep it on air. I'm sorry, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about killing him? You catch on fast. We are. Yes, no, you you can't kill him. He's got a daughter. I don't think there's any other choice. That's right. Michael, you can't do this. What if I'm wrong? You've seen it happen before. Oh, now, now you. I'm telling you, he want to be Captain America so bad. He wants to be in charge so bad. Michael's coming to shoot you. What were you talking about? You're infected. You're gonna become one of them. Is this true? It's tough news. You've been bitten. It's only a matter of time. No. Yeah, you didn't answer the question, though, sir. This was pretty sad, though. I'm not gonna lie. Her mother, her two brothers. She's gone. It was like a sad Jim Carrey moment for Matt Frewer right there. Go ahead, kill him. Hey, kill Tucker too. 
Wait a minute. I was never bit. He's <laughs> like, fuck is you talking about? Do it, Michael. And it's too, you know, it's not Day of the Dead. I think Day of the Dead was the first one to introduce, you know, if somebody gets bit, you can you can amputate and possibly save them. But even in this movie, the apocalypse wasn't going on long enough for them to even know that. So that would have been a that would have been a quick out for them to try to use in this movie. And I kind of appreciate that they didn't. Because <clears throat> I think everybody's still new to the zombie apocalypse. So they didn't have, you know, we'll, we'll help you survive this way or... We'll create a fucking, you know, a cure for the T virus that way. They didn't. They didn't do all of that. That's why I don't. I don't like a zombie movie with too much convenience in it. It's already starting to heal. Andre, I can't have baby here. Why not? People have been having babies for millions of years, all on their own, the hospitals. Yeah, but there were no there were no fucking zombies around. He's moving. And then you feel so bad for him, like he knows the bites, scratches, whatever, make people turn, and he's he's not even telling her, and she's just so. I love Andre, like she, she love Andre, and he look that look on his face. He's like, yo, I can't even tell her, man. Then you get this moment where they got to, you know. Lindy Booth and Matt Frew are saying goodbye to each other. It's probably the um, the most emotionally heavy sequence in the movie. That you know, it probably could have used more of it. I feel like it would have helped with the with Karen more for certain characters, a lot of the characters. But I guess the the way that this movie is paced, they didn't really have time for all of that. I think this sequence too. Uh, once, Ken, uh, oh shit! I almost called him Ken Foray for all the right reasons, by the way. Uh, when Ving Rhames closes that gate to watch him turn and then kill him, it reminds me of when Ken Foray was was about to kill Scott Reiniger. And Scott Reiniger is like, um, "You'll take care of me, Peter, when I go. I'm gonna try not to come back." Walked in there like the fucking executioner. And Matt Frewer's like, is this gonna hurt? Can you feel things when you're dead? Come on, man, open the door. Shut up. Come on, man, don't tell me to shut up. Just come open the door. <laughs> this is when they set up the, you know... Terry's got a crush on uh <clears throat> God damn, what's Lindy Booth's character name again? Jesus. Like the beads of sweat. I don't know what they like how Matt Frewer did that. But he really they they made it they made him look the part, man. He would have been a terrifying zombie. And I love how this gives like more humanity to Kenneth's character because he almost cried before he aimed that shotgun. This was definitely a callback to when they hear. Okay, so the whole sequence is a callback. 
because Galen Ross and uh, David Emge, they they hear the gunshot go off when Ken Frey kills Scott Reiniger. So this was a nod to it. It was also a nice segue into these this song for one, Get Down With The Sickness, and these characters getting accustomed to the way that they're living now. Like, I think they're not at peace, but they're trying to make themselves as comfortable as they can given the situation. Kenneth and um, Andy are playing chess from like two, you know, two separate buildings. It's basically the sequence that we got in the original movie. It's, it's updated, but it's the sequence when they all, you know, when they clear out the mall and they're they're shopping, they're playing basketball, they're gathering food, they go to the arcade, the skating rink. This is this is one of the greatest fucking shots in any zombie movie right now, and it is a digital. It's a digitally tweaked shot. All these zombies, look at this shit, man. Look how fucking. That is amazing, yo. That is fucking... That's amazing. See, Glenn, like, what the fuck? Like, he's... Why are you trying on women's shoes? Nicole Poirier getting her boots smoked. Steve's the one making out like a bandit in the zombie apocalypse. He gets to make his own home movie pornos and shit. Get ready to die. Get ready to. It's a nice little moment of humor where the golf the golf ball hits that zombie. Horror movies, horror movies, horror movies. He listens to me. Number two, he tells me he loves me. And number one, it's trust. He could have said Burt Reynolds, honestly, or Tom Skerritt. They both got that crustache. I love that look Andy just gave where he's like, well, what can I say? Like shit, I would do it now. I guess the first time I knew I was gay. I was thirteen. 
Oh, it's pretty early, so. <laughs> and Bart and CJ are just forced to listen to this shit. Yeah, he's like, look, bro, I know we're in a holding cell, but goddamn, like. Hey, Andre, how's Lita doing? It's fine. Hey, where's that lemon stuff? It's all gone. Steve likes to put it in his booze. Try the vanilla stuff. You look like you trying to try his That's vanilla stuff, Drop shorty. by and check on her and just see how she's doing. No, thanks. She's fine. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Let me make sure I'm saying her name right. Kim Kim Porrier. Porrier. Thanks. Kim Porrier. I, th- I think I'm saying it right. I think. It's an actor that plays Andy. Let me see. Stationary store. Bruce Bon. Bon. Fix copy. God, it is. It's such a shame that this whole end of the world thing is holding you back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we get. All right, all right. God damn it. I know which job I was the worst at. It's being a husband. That's not a job. <laughs> you guys just I would assume right that now. it is. I've never been married before. Yeah, I tried it three times. I got pink slips every time. Three times? I... What were you best at? Being a dad. I love um, Kenneth's reaction to that. He's like, oh shit, like this guy, there's more to this guy than we thought. This is where I probably started to warm up to Michael's character. Everybody calm down. Are they inside? Yeah, there's quite generators. Oh, God. Now, uh, back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, I, I thought Mackay Pfeiffer was going to be a, a hell of a lot smarter than he ended up being. He makes some really bad decisions in this movie. This is being the worst decision he's made in this movie. You know your wife's turning. You got her strapped like a fucking post-apocalyptic S&M porno. And you know that baby's coming. And uh, uh, oof. They took his character to a dark place, man. And as a parent, you watch this scene a little differently. It's like, what do you do in that situation? I wouldn't know what to do. Now I can. I now, granted, on the flip side, of everything I'm saying, I could talk my shit about the decisions Andre makes, but you won't know until you're faced with a situation like that.
Bart, get the cheese. A bing, listen. Ready to roll? You coming with us? No, you coming with me. <laughs> Done this before. Bing Rames is when he cocks that shotgun, it is a built-in jump scare inside of the thing. I remember there were bits and pieces of this parking garage sequence in the trailer and I was I was telling myself like this is going to be one of the wildest moments and I like this sequence but it's it's getting to the gun shop and getting back that sequence for me yeah CJ was scared as hell. And Chips is like, hello. Kinda looks like a scraggly version of Toby from Jason Takes Manhattan. That's a real uh amputee right there. That guy really lost his legs. That's a great shot. But I love how when the zombie's crawling behind Bart, you see it, but it's that oh shit moment before it even has a chance to get to him. Now you see how fast they took Bart down? While fast zombies are scary, I'm more afraid of the slow ones. Because slow zombies, they're going to take their time with you. Fast zombies, they just going to... I think you'll go into shock a lot faster.
Zack Snyder with these insert shots, man. These close-up shots. That one zombie was pissed she was on fire. Now, in that moment right there, they look like Resident Evil zombies. At least from the first movie. She's like, motherfucker, I am on the brink of death. You talk about some, I'm doing good. It was sad, though, man. Like, you know, you, I, I can make all the jokes I want, but it's it's sad. You know, that he actually thought his wife was going to survive. She was going to give birth to the baby. They were going to be a family. He kissed her dead, nasty, rigor mortis lips. But that, when I saw that, that baby kick or poke in her stomach like that, after she died, I said, oh, no. They are going to a place right now. Baby's like, Mama's dead, but I ain't I ain't done in here yet. Ugh. This was insane, man. This was this was like them saying, look, the the pregnant lady in our version ain't making it out like the last one did. This was fucking wild, man. This too much. Jane Eastwood's such a sweetheart in this movie, man. She goes out like a fucking G, though. You know, his, his, his wife is a whole fucking zombie now, and he is just... Listen, he's just front and center, like, yeah, I'm gonna deliver this zombie baby myself. I was very much present for the birth of my daughter, man, but I was basically just sitting next to her mom. Like, they had, like, a sheet covering, um, but I was just there holding her mom's hand, like, just talking her through it and shit. But I wasn't ready to look past that sheet. I wanted to be, I, I was there for the birth of my daughter. I wanted to be a, a, awake. I wanted to be conscious for it. Guys? They was eating Smeet. Smeet. I, the only other movie I've seen, Smeet, usually is Spam, but I've only seen Smeet in this movie and Children of Corn 5. Then he's just holding this this newborn undead baby it's a girl oh. 
I love she dropped everything and pulled that gat right out. Like, yo, you motherfuckers are crazy in here. It's the worst family unit I've ever seen. Then tried to make her feel bad about what was going on. Nah, man, this was. Th- th- nah. Woo! Uh. Mm. She's like, You shoot me, I shoot you, I shoot you again. Damn! He's like, Alright, I got one more for you. And he's like, I got another one for you. They shot the shit out of each other. I like the the director's cut shootout, you know, a lot better. Imagine if they shot each other up. I mean, it would have been fucked up because it was a zombie baby in the mix. But do y'all remember Smoking Aces? When that actor, I can't remember his name, but him and Ray Liotta, recipe shout out to Ray Liotta, were in the elevator and shot each other the fuck up to Swiss cheese and were still alive. It's one of the best fucking quick shootouts ever man because the lights went out and all you saw were muzzle flashes while they were sitting across from each other get away wait terry simmer the fuck down terry like you giving get away from her now you know Zack snyder is establishing his own rules here along with james gunn in in the like honestly i feel like if she's if you die in the zombie apocalypse you should still turn but like i said they make their own rules here they playing by their own rules and i i i respect it because i i thought that terry was right she was going to come back but she made it a point to say she died by the by the bullets not the bite Just dead motherfuckers everywhere. Everybody dead, and the only one alive is the undead baby. The irony, right? Shit. It's pretty freaky, man. Fuck this movie is like they took some liberties. You gotta love how the, the shit they're eating is PFK instead of KFC. The KFC probably told them hell no. He's like, man, I didn't give a fuck about what that priest was saying. I was trying to get paid. Somebody should say something. Why don't you say something? Nothing to say. Been to a lot of funerals. Folded the flag and given it to a lot of wives and fathers and kids. I told them how sorry I was. But that's not what I was really feeling. In the back of my mind, I was always saying, better them than me. But I don't believe that now. 
because now I realize that there are some things worse than death, and one of them is sitting here waiting to die. Ving Rhames has got some of the best lines in this movie, hands down. I don't want to die here. Well, where would you prefer? I saw a couple of buses in the garage. We could fix them up. We could reinforce them and get as far from here as possible. And then what? Oh, I have an idea. Um, while we're at it, why don't we swing by the marina and hop in my boat and take it for a pleasure cruise, you jackasses? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a idea. There's islands out in those lakes. There's not a lot of people on them. I was kidding. How far is the marina? Oh my god. You're serious? I think it's a damn good idea. How about the rest of you? I don't know about y'all. I, I don't know, man. I'd rather be yeah, on land than at sea in a zombie apocalypse. I know it's yeah. the idea of it. Yeah, let's be at sea. Zombies can't swim, this, that, and the other. My fear is the boat just mysteriously sinking. I'm sorry. Somebody fight on the boat, shoot the bottom of it. Now we're sinking. Then... We're going to drive across the ruined city through a welcome committee of a few hundred thousand dead cannibals, all so that we can sail off into the sunset on this fucking asshole's boat? <laughs> and for some island that for all we know doesn't even exist? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm in. There you go, CJ. That's when I was like, okay, CJ's he's down for the calls, man. I do like the idea of uh, safe proofing these buses, these shuttle buses. Um, but I'm not gonna lie, another part of me is just like, so everybody knew how to do this type of shit? Welding metal and all that, like everybody worked in machine shops? Or maybe it's just really basic and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in a situation like that, I don't know. Those propane tanks in this movie are the reason that I goes to work. I don't know if y'all remember that game, Left 4 Dead. They made Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, and I think Back 4 Blood was the unofficial third entry. But those propane tanks they give you in those games, throw one of those down like the steps of the farmhouse finale. Then when those zombies bust through the front door, you shoot that propane. I'm telling y'all, man, I was a beast in Left 4 Dead. Yeah, you know, it's I one of the best zombie games help, ever, but, yo. Uh, my captain never works alongside his men. You guys, have a good one. What a total dick. Guys, where'd Chips go? Chips? I was about to where say, you, you need a character like Steve around in the apocalypse, but the shit he pulls later on almost gets everybody killed. Hey, Chips, where'd you get the fucking bulletproof vest? Chips was a good zombie apocalypse pet. 
Um, I think I like Dog from The Walking Dead a lot better. Like, that dog's... Daryl really named that dog Dog in The Walking Dead. Speaking of which, man, I have not... People... I have not finished... I think I got like two, three episodes into Dead City, the Negan and Maggie spinoff. And I watched some of the first episode of Daryl Dixon. But now they got the Book of Carol coming in season two. Like, it's... I, I'm trying to keep track of the spinoffs, man. I'm a Walking Dead fan, but it's getting a little crazy at this point. That might be the most romantic thing anyone's ever shown me. I'm trying here. I love that part. He's like, yo, baby, I'm all burnt out. Like, I'm giving it all I got, and y'all keep giving me shit about it. Okay, so they kept that in the director's cut. Um, yeah, they fuck in there. And I know it's the zombie apocalypse and everything, but does she even remember that she was married at some point in time? Like, in the beginning of this movie? But I guess so was he, and they both needed itches that needed to get scratched, so I, I don't know. Who's going to judge you in the apocalypse? But that was not in the theatrical version, and I could have went with or without it, but I feel like, okay, now I get it. Because something happens at the end of the movie where she's so she's so fucked up about it, it makes sense that they slept together. Shut up! I have an idea. Uh oh. Chips is like, well, what are y'all doing? Yeah, I believe you. Now they never explained, like, I guess, again, like, they're playing by their own rules, but they don't eat the dog. The zombies don't eat dogs, apparently. I don't know. I Maybe I'm just such a brat for, you know, the, the, the George A. Romero movies, and in some instance, um, Return of the Living Dead 2, where they even run in, you know, they ransack a pet shop, and they're eating animals out of that shit. But even in... The original Night Living Dead, like when there's no people outside, they're eating. There's a, a female zombie eating bugs. You know, they're eating whatever is alive out there. What? No, oh, they got They got Poor Andy. Chips the fucking dog to the rescue, man. Now Andy done got bit. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so sophisticated. Where you hurt, Andy? Damn those bastards fight hard. I I love his character, but I don't like the way they, that he delivered that line. And you gotta love that. Yeah, Kenneth is, I feel like the character of Kenneth is named after Ken Foray. Who better than to give that name to than uh, Ving Rhames? This movie was made, I feel like this movie, while it's something completely different, same type of premise, but it was it was made with a lot of love, man. And I feel like Richard P. Rubenstein, who had worked on some of the early George Romero movies, I feel like it was... um. 
it was even better that he was co-signed in this movie and he had a hand in it. But I think George A. Romero had good things to say about this movie also. And it's rare that you that you got George A. Romero to say something nice about a zombie property that didn't belong to him. But he he had I believe he had nice things to say about this and uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead so much so that he he invited Simon Pegg and uh, Edgar Wright to cameo in Land of the Dead. They cameoed as zombies in there. This part frustrated me and everybody else in the theater. <laughs> Look at Andy's eyes. He's already turned, but he was trying to write. He just wrote in blood. I think he was trying to draw a Rorschach of some kind. Oh my god. No! Tell her, get out! God, I fucking hate Michael in this sequence, man. Cause, cause Ken keeps telling him, "Tell her, get the fuck out." He's like, "Nicole, listen to me. This is what I want you to do, honey. I'm gonna give you the calmest Liam Neeson-like instructions you've ever heard. Like, motherfucker, just tell her to run." I need to do something. No. She Listen, she she took the truck without telling anybody. Went to get the dog. You're on your own, sweetheart. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, uh, wait, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, why does he stay here while I go on the suicide mission to rescue Terry's already dead girlfriend? Fuck you, man. I love that. You know what, asshole? <laughs> Either way, we gotta get over there and get the guns and get out of this parking lot, all right? Okay. Let stay. Steve, don't fuck this up. Yeah, totally. Tucker's so G'd up, he just gave Steve a gun like, here, man, I, I got this shit. Like, I feel like Tucker, um, had it not would have been for his little mishap, his little injury, he definitely would have survived much, much longer. I think he would have survived up until the the end credits, for sure. But, you know. I also feel like instead of them, like in the original, they were traveling through the, the, the vents in the ceiling they're they're traveling underground in this one so that was a nice little switch even though i think i like the traveling through the vents better because they had like a little rope ladder that they used to to get to safety and get back to their little homestead they had set up but it's one of the things you do in a remake man you turn certain things on their ear you switch things up you make it you make it memorable in its own way this was the sequence I was talking about. The gun shop sequence. It is tense. It's... It doesn't let up until it does. I don't think it lets up until they get a chance to get to the elevator. Fucking Tucker, man. Tucker, man. He is no Ninja Turtle, yo, because... How fucking loud he slammed that manhole cover down. Like, come on, bro. You just blew our whole cover. Hair. 
you can see the film grain, uh, like the whole color scheme of the the film kind of switch up, subtly switch up with the added scenes for the director's cut. Oh, that was a nice little effect right there. That was a nod to the original too. Uh, the way Ken just lets that shotgun go, he lets the zombie take it. He did that in the original. Way to get away, guys. Good job. What do you need? That gunshot, man. I'm telling y'all, I would have had, I, I would have made a contraption that would have held like 17 guns on me. Because I'm walking out of there with small shit, big shit. I need a duffel bag full of ammunition. Another duffel bag for like two shots. Like that shit probably would have weighed me down. I would have just ended up getting eaten from running too slow with all that fucking with all the guns and ammo. This was pretty messed up, man. We had to kill Andy. The first time Ken and Andy get to meet face to face, and he's got to kill him. Sorry, brother. Woo! God damn. That's one of the best headshots in the movie. Because I feel like if he would have took the upper half that he blew off his head, you'd have had like a Terrence Phillip doll from South Park. Get as much ammo as you can. You got a plan? Uh, yeah. How about a barbecue? I mean, I guess. That was a nice idea. Put the flare in the propane tank. That was dope. <laughs> well, there's your answer. This was not in the theatrical cut, but I love this sequence overall a lot better the way that they started off right here. Because they already ran. They got a head start. CJ's just got to catch up. It's on. It is on. Oh, God, Tucker. You know, the bone was probably sticking out his leg. They just didn't show it. I feel like they should have. The motherfuckers were cheering in the theater on this part, myself included. When, when CJ gives him the guns and just is dragging him along while Tucker's just shooting, it's some video game shit. It's like, yo, we gonna, I got you. We're going to survive together. People were cheering during this sequence. That's like a zombie gamer's like dream right there. Uh. Oof. CJ didn't think twice. He put Tucker right out of his misery, man. And it's unfortunate because I feel like he could have made it. But once you once you break a bone or 
a limb, like your legs in particular, you are a liability to the survivors, man. Especially if you're on the run, you're going to slow everybody down. That shot is epic, yo. The way those zombies crowd up at the bottom of the steps. I love that shit. Now, I remember somebody asking uh, Zack Snyder, would the zombies really crowd up and size them up at the bottom of the steps like that? And Zack Snyder was like, in the really real world, no. But he said, you know, dramatizations, I think, is, is kind of the word he tried to use. He wanted to just make that moment where they were at the bottom of the screen pretty extra and I always compare like when they're sizing them up at the bottom of the stairs get like rounding up like that I always compare that scene to when the when the piranha I don't remember if it was just in the trailers or in the actual movie piranha 3d where the piranha kind of gang up in this girl's face they don't eat her but they're just ganging up in her face ready to ready to chow down like I don't think you would get piranha to do that in real life This is when you get a little bit of breathing room right there. And in the, even when you get the breathing room, it's back on and popping. Yeah, I, you you getting left. Then he's talking about, so what happened to you guys? No, you getting left. I'm going to shoot you in both of your kneecaps and just leave you there to get eaten. We get the great escape, people. Again, what we're about to get here, it's a mix of practical and CG, but we're about to get one of the greatest zombie movie shots of all fucking time. When they are just trying to push their way through the hordes, that exterior shot of the zombies surrounding these, these buses, like it looks cool right here, it looks cool right there. That shot? That it. Stop playing, man. That shot. That that shot was money well spent, yo. <laughs> Steve is losing his fucking mind. Again, CJ with another clutch play right here, man. That was a cool shot too. The shock wave during the explosion. That was great. Tell you, man, this movie, this movie looks good, man. This might be one of the best looking as far as the you know the overall look, the way that it's shot. Cinematography-wise, uh, the way that some of the practical effects blend into the CG. This might be one of the best looking zombie movies out there. 
I don't really count the Resident Evil movies because they're over. I mean, I do love Extinction, but the later movies that are all polished up, four and five in particular, they uh, they're just they're just over the top glamorous. But Zack Snyder, man, for this to be his debut, he's he's killing it. Here we go with this fucking goofball, Glenn. And this is one of the reasons I knew Glenn wasn't shit from the beginning of the movie. This right here. Look at him. Look, look at him. Look, look, look. Look, then cut her fine ass in half. Shit. Bang out. Paused the whole fucking accident. And they were doing so well. But, you know, this this was something that has to happen. Well, it had to happen. Uh, this has to happen, I feel like, in some of the best zombie movies. You have to have an escape plan gone awry. Where somebody, one if not two people, are going to collectively fuck this thing up. I hated that Steve didn't grab his hand when he reached for him. Like, Steve was just a selfish bastard. And that's what gets him his, uh, you know, his comeuppance right here. Yeah, it's called blood. That's what you get. I know she got sliced in half, but what the fuck happened to Glenn? <laughs> Glenn just died because he just couldn't even fathom being a dickhead. Steve turns so fast. Mm. And that's the game. Hey. You gotta love how that one zombie got shot to the point, like, got shot in his head to the point where he just kept running until he fell. And God bless Sarah Polly, man, because Anna Anna grabbed the, the keys to the boat. They would have been assed out without it. Oh. We know what happened. CJ looks like he's got that people under the stairs snap gun. That's a great shot too. The sun peeking through the, the buildings like that. <clears throat> so the movie kind of, the apocalypse begins at dawn and the movie ends at dawn. It's pretty proper. Now, I don't know if anybody knew what was up with Michael in this moment, what we're about to get into, but I didn't see it coming. I I didn't, and I, I was kind of sad, but 
it just crashing into everything. Now, what if he would have? What if he accidentally drove into the water? Then we got a whole nother fucking problem. And how did they know which boat was CJ's? Not CJ's. Uh, Steve's. I almost forgot. I, I know Chip was just barking chips, but that bag looked like it was moving by itself. Here we go. Sacrifice play, man. Shit. Yeah, listen, I'm not sticking behind to save y'all asses. We in this together. But this is what solidifies CJ as one of the best characters in the movie. He was always... I don't know if he was always this guy from the rip, but... He's that guy in this moment, man. Damn. He wasn't gonna make it out of there. He knew it. Shit. Oh man, I mean he he was gonna go anyway because that zombie before he let the bullet off into the propane tank, that zombie was taking a bite out of his arm. I think the other one was taking a bite out of his neck. It was over. R.I.P. C.J. Man. See, it was still early. If this was Day of the Dead or in the same universe, they could have cut his arm off and saved him. I can help you. I'm sorry, man. If I'm in the if I'm in the zombie apocalypse and gotta get my arm or leg amputated and still survive through the apocalypse, I'm gonna be bitter as fuck. I'm gonna be that person where they're just like, yeah, he lost his leg in an accident. He lost his arm in an accident. Don't talk to him, alright? But this, it makes more sense now because I remember in the theater, I was like, wait, like, were they were in love or some shit? I know they were kind of sweet on each other, but the fact that this director's cut shows that they slept together, they shared that motherfucking soul tie. I guess they had the best sex ever in their lives. You sure you want to She didn't want to let him go. Yeah. I think I'll just stay here a while. Enjoy the sunrise. It was sad, man, because even Kenneth didn't want him to go. He's like, look, man, we've been through a lot, bro. Then they had to slow motion this shit. It'd be crazy if he just ran towards the boat and just jumped on anyway. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna fuck with y'all until I turn. Oh, Michael. And Sarah Polly's just staring at him like, but he was going to buy me a new television. He's looking like, yeah, if I put a bullet in my brain right now, this is going to hurt. But he won't feel it. Okay. 
okay, this is taken. Okay, I was about to say the director's cut makes that shit very prolonged. <laughs> People, um, even though it is the end credit sequence and we're getting like clips here and there, and I know they do pop up on the island, we're gonna start to cap this off because we kind of. I mean, with the exception of what we're about to see when they land on that island, because there's zombies on the island, but for the most part, for the sake of the fact that we're almost two hours into this and it's the end of the commentary, let's say we survived the zombie apocalypse, people, dawn of the day in 2004, let me just, I'm going out on the limb here, actually I'm not, I think I can confidently give this a 9 out of 10, very, very, very strong, positive, enthusiastic 9 out of 10, my gripes, um, I'll, I'll say my gripes, um, like I said, there's way too many fucking characters in this movie. Uh, I can't give it a 10 because I don't have the emotional attachment to these characters that I had to the core four in the original Dawn of the Dead. Um, I feel like had you was stuck with maybe Sarah Polly, Ving Rhames, Jake Webb. Like I said, if I would have had the five, I'm cool with that. But you add Ty Burrell and Kevin Zagers and Michael Barry, Lindy Booth and Jane Eastwood and Boyd Banks and, you know, Kim Poirier, Matt Frewer. You add all these characters and because of not necessarily time constraints but like i said this is a more a much more frantic movie that substitutes act uh, it substitutes horror for action you know you're not going to get a chance to have all that char- all the character development that we got before with all these fucking characters man i just felt like it was literally a truckload of characters dumped on us and we didn't get a chance to really spend enough time with all of them collectively we didn't have a chance to get all of them have their moments the emotional attachment is not there, but it's fine because they do. Certain characters get their time to shine. Another gripe I have with this, I don't feel like, you know, Dawn of the Dead, when, when two characters turn into zombies, the, the two core characters in particular, it, it's emotional. It's sad. It's it's kind of morbid to see. You don't get that here. And you get more than a couple characters turn into zombies. I think you get like four or five um you get the husband in the beginning you get uh the 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 big woman that's in the you know in the wheelbarrow you get uh, uh ty burrell's character you get matt frewer's character you get like an andy you get like five people that turn but it doesn't have the weight like it's cool to see and it's cool to see them uh, you know freak out as zombies but it doesn't have the weight as the transformations in the original and i know i may i know i'm making unfair comparisons but it's just you know there were certain things i expected from this movie another thing that was disappointing was that um it's not the social commentary worked and i understand that it was a product of its time so you can't really be heavy-handed because shopping malls are so very important and you know they were so very important way important and you know um popular in 2004 so it's kind of hard to to duplicate the social commentary i think they could have substituted it substituted for it somewhere but they really just decided not to um you know you don't get a lot of zombies eating people i feel like that was definitely an important part especially with tom savini finally doing the effects for dawn of the dead uh i feel like watching these zombies eat people and the bites were very important you do not get that you don't get a lot of that you get people getting swarmed over you get quick cuts of bites which is fine it, it, this movie's doing its own thing um another thing i wanted that i didn't get in this movie was the looters you know, I thought the looters, there was that picture of Mike Mackay Pfeiffer alone that, you know, it was him holding something. I didn't know it was a baby when I saw that still shot before the movie came out. And it was him holding a gun with bullet wounds in him. I thought he was going to get, you know, get into a shootout with one of the looters. We did not get the looters. It was, I feel like if we were going to have this many characters, then the looters should have been involved, man. Let's just go crazy and just have them storm the mall. 
Um, there weren't a lot of zombies roaming around in the mall. I thought we were going to get a lot of that, but I guess because they were so fast in this one, it wasn't going to end well for the characters. It's going to be much harder to, get to clean house and get them out in the first place. But all that being said, man, I got to go back to something I said earlier on in the commentary, which is where my complaints kind of fuel my compliments with this, if that makes any sense. Because while I had a lot of expectations for this movie that were not met, um, this movie manages to do what the Night of Living Dead remake does, which is take the same premise. And even when you have certain sequences that mirror the original, they turn it on its ear and they give you like a little twist on it. They do something completely different. This is a remake where it is it's a very rare remake to a classic fucking monster of a, a, a genre film, a groundbreaking genre film where there are a lot of moments to pull out of this. There are a lot of effects moments. There are a lot of character moments to pull out of this. Um, there are sequences that people remember. It's, it's a whole bunch of shit that you can take out of this movie and be like, yo, they really, they didn't, you know, it was easy to go shot for shot and copy the movie, you know, make a replica of it. And I, I believe that, um, uh, Scott Reiniger said the same thing. He's like, you know, they, they're not trying to, he said he jumped on board for the cameo because they weren't trying to duplicate the movie you know uh exactly and that's that's one of the strengths of it man you know texas chainsaw massacre is another great example of of a remake that does not do the same thing that the original does same premise similar sequences but it turns it on its ear and does something different every single time and i feel like there's no reason with the the like i said the run that these george a romero remakes were on you know you had this one you had uh night living dead the crazies didn't come out until 2009 2010 i think but there's no reason that Steve Miner gave us that shitty Day of the Dead remake after seeing something like this. This did what the Night Living Dead remake did, but it bumped it up a couple notches, man. It established Zack Snyder as a not just a horror director, but a guy that can handle really decent, well-shot, well-put-together action. And that's, you know, I got to go to Zack Snyder real quick, man. This would, this would establish... Zack Snyder's love for slow-mo, those insert shots, the, the way that he's got these stylized looks to his films... Um, I don't think there, you know, there are hints of Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead in all his movies after this. I mean, I haven't seen Sucker Punch, but there isn't a movie that is that looks exactly like Dawn of the Dead, man. And I'm glad that this was his feature film debut because it definitely stood out. It was definitely a strong fucking debut. He was he was and I love that James Gunn co-signed this. Zack Snyder was the guy to look out for after this remake came out, man. I remember so many positive um, like just bits of feedback about this movie man i couldn't wait to get out of the theater and talk amongst the people that i went to see this with i think it was like four of us total I, we couldn't wait to talk about this shit i couldn't wait to get back to school to talk about this or talk to it you know tell people they got to see it in the on the big screen man like i said this is one of the best theater experiences i had and i feel like we're almost two hours into this people and i'm talking y'all fucking heads off um shout out to zach snyder Shout out to James Gunn for the, you know, pen in the script, man. Recipe shout out to the late, great, the GOAT, George A. Romero. You got a shout out Sarah Polly, Ving Rhames, Mackay Pfeiffer, Ty Burrell, Michael Kelly, Jake Weber, Kevin Zagers, Lindy Booth, Jane Eastwood, and Boyd Manx, and Matt Frewer. And um, even the people that did the cameos, you got a shout out uh, Scott Reiniger, Ken Foray, Tom Savini. Big shouts out to them for coming back and showing love to the movie, man. I feel like this was definitely something special with their blessings. It was great to see them pop back up on screen, man. Like I said, I wish we could have got um, David Emge and Galen Ross in the, in the cameos, but I feel like the ones we got were, it, it was it's good enough for me, man. I wasn't going to be a glutton, you know, in a movie where I was already getting so much new shit, people. But, 
Yeah, man, uh, y'all already know where to go, man. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Addict. Shout out to Spotify for podcasters. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And last but certainly not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. Listen. I'm, I'm not going to hold y'all, man. I, I I need to get my hands on some more of this, uh, this tea. This shit is definitely amazing. And it's definitely got me wanting to do... I'll probably do one more commentary later on today or tonight. But I won't be dropping that until tomorrow, if so. But it won't be Day of the Dead. Like I said, Day of the Dead, the original Day of the Dead, the 1985 movie. That's coming, but that is for the November theme. I think in that week, I think I'm going to jump it off with... Uh, it's probably like, what is it, like two weeks into... Oh, no, a week or so into November, I'm going to be doing in the same week, I think, Day of the Dead, Dead Alive, and Shaun of the Dead. So, you know, if, if, if you're going to give thanks to anything next month, it's uh, a bunch of body parts and guts and gore on screen. I think Day of the Dead is going to be fun to do, that commentary. Shaun of the Dead is going to be fun for that uh, following Friday, but that middle of the road Wednesday commentary, Dead Alive... I got to make sure I am not heavy on food consumption before I do that commentary because that I'm telling y'all now, man, Dead Alive is one of the grossest fucking not even just a zombie movie It's one of the grossest movies that I've ever seen, man. I remember I did not throw up per se, but somebody that I know um, me and M. Wright made her watch it and she almost threw up. You know, we ordered all this Chinese food and was like, yeah, let's put on Dead Alive so she could see it for the first time. She almost lost her dinner. She did, man. It, it is one of the nastiest fucking movies of all time. But you know, if we're talking about humble beginnings, like I talked about with Zack Snyder, I think that's one of Peter Jackson's first movies, man. And who knew that he would go on to do shit like the Lord of the Rings trilogy and, you know, the the remake of King Kong, man. He started with Dead Alive where people's ears are falling into porridge and just, oh, God, that movie's disgusting, people. We'll cross that bridge next month when we get there, but we will continue on with Spooky Season this week. Until next week's home stretch on uh, Monday and Tuesday, Tuesday's Halloween. Like I said, Season of the Witch will be the last commentary of the month, man. I'm looking forward to that. But people, y'all already know the love and support y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.